I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. Thank you so much for tuning in at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Hey, rate, review, subscribe. If you would, please. That'd be great. Um, If you listen on Apple iTunes especially. And if you're going to leave like a crappy three-star rating... At least give us a reason. That's the new rule. Anything below yeah, five, be nice, right? <laughs> yes. Anything below five, you got to you got to tell me why. Tell me why. I don't even care if you're a troll. I just want to hear it. Yes, exactly. Hey, maybe it'll be entertaining. You exactly, know? exactly. That's fine. I'm totally fine with that. New episode yeah. of Tie Thoughts is out. Uh, I ran across that this morning, and I was late putting it out. My bad. I, my apologies to Tyler and all of you for de- depriving you of such content. My bad. So, uh, the orange on the wrong end of another blowout as Wake Forest racked up 21 answered points in the third quarter, dropping Syracuse to one and six. You'll hear from us and we'll hear from you and fan feedback and another ugly one guys at home. So, you know, we're going to be at home again one more time before buy much needed mm-hmm. buy. wish that buy was this week. I really, really do for a couple of reasons, but, um, you know, We'll get into all that. We will. We will. But first, obviously, let's hear what Coach had to say after the loss. We're shorthanded. I mean, you're, you're seeing guys make mistakes. The thing that, that gets me is when you get up making a mistake, or you know, whether it's third down or penalty or something to that effect, that really gets on me. Uh, the younger guys are out there battling, and you expect them to grow, but there's, there needs to be growth. You know, this is not their – for some of those guys out there, this is their third, fourth, and fifth game, and they need to be getting better and not staying the same. You know, Cooper has been, ever since we moved him back from receiver to running back, I had a conversation with him on the field. I, I just said, Coop, I'm really proud of the work you've been doing. I, you stood behind him in August. You stood, about, stood behind him in September, and you could see he was getting it. He was making us go, you know what, we should have never moved him in the first place. We should have just played him at tailback. But uh, I think the guy's got some natural ability, and I think he can really help us. You know, I'm glad he didn't fumble the snap. I'm glad that it looked like he could throw the football. 
but again, I wouldn't put too much stock on that. You know, that's the end of the game. We're running out the clock on ourselves, and those guys are giving him those throws. I'm pretty sure he didn't get blitz. I'll go back and check the tape. But that's like throwing seven on seven. That's not like a real football game. But uh, he did – someone said to me he did what he was supposed to do. If someone was going to play that defense and play that style, you would expect him to go in there and be able to, to complete a lot of balls. And if I'm not mistaken, he did. I can't remember one hitting the ground if there was or if there wasn't incomplete. Well, first of all, we're still trying to win the game. And with Rex, we have our entire offense, you know. So it, it, you got to understand that when you're a senior and you got a chance to win the game, you don't want to see a bunch of young guys. There's so many young guys out there already that are playing hard, making mistakes, getting better, that uh, when you do that at quarterback, it really limits what you're going to do. I mean, Jacobian had success in the fourth quarter, and he went out there and did what he was supposed to do, and we're we're proud of that. I'm happy for him. But I'm pretty sure he didn't face a blitz. I'm pretty sure he didn't face an overload. I'm pretty sure he didn't have a check. And those are the things that quarterbacks have to do for you to be able to run your offense. So, you know, we're happy. We're glad he did it. But uh, that's the reason why we didn't put him in, because we couldn't do all those things. The penalties are big. They were both uh, young people. You know, there was, you know, there was one that was a face mask, a hand to the face mask. It was a hand to the face mask. And then there was another one where there was a hold, and there was a hold. And both the, both the individuals are young. And uh, it's, it's disappointing because without those penalties, I really believe that that one doesn't get in the end zone. And you don't have to give good offenses. You don't have to spot them first downs or penalties like that to get them moving. And you're not going to be good football teams if you give them stuff like that. All right, well, uh, the Coach Montage is brought to us by the title sponsor for the Cuse Militia, for Tie Thoughts, and for Armchair Media. That is betonline.ag. Look, um, if you can't get to a game this year, don't worry about it. You know why? Because Bet Online is doing everything they can to help you out. They're going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads in totals to uh, um, player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today. Use the promo code Armchair to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. So, all right. Well, sure. we 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 heard what what coach had to say. He makes he makes a lot of he makes a lot of good points in there, and a lot of it I put in there. I put in pretty much everything that had to do with the quarterback situation. I did that on purpose, obviously, because uh, I feel like that's what most of the conversation this week is about. And yeah. uh, going forward, you know, what should we do? And you know, those types of things are going to be talked about and written about all week. And, you know, we're not going to know anything because we know coach is going to keep everything close to his chest no matter what until game day. So we're not going to see, you know, anything. So we can sit here and speculate. And I guess that's what we're going to do because that's where we're at. Look, the good uh, Cooper Lutz, he put on a show for everybody. And, you know, this guy's been plugged in pretty much everywhere. 15 carries for 81 yards, 106 yards in total offense. And he's a versatile dude. He can adapt. And at one point I was like, you know what? Let's try this kid under center. Why not? What do we, what do we got to lose? What do we got to lose? <laughs> Enter Jacoby and Morgan. Probably two series too late, in my opinion. Uh, all of his action was in garbage time, but he did an awesome job, which is my point. You know, you don't know if you put the kid in earlier, 
when it mattered, and you could really see what he could do. The game was out of control three minutes after the third quarter started, after halftime. So it got ugly right. quick. Um, you know, he showed his ability to throw, eluding pressure. Um, he seemed poised when he when he was able to stand in the pocket, seven for seven, fifty-seven yards, and a touchdown pass to Luke Benson. I know Coach knows better than me. I'm not going to argue with Coach. My 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 whole point about this has nothing to do with anything Coach says or whatever. Um, but I think. You know, there's no loss in him getting the start against BC. That's how I see it. I just in Joe. I know Joe disagrees. He's chomping at the bit. So um, <laughs> more good. You heard, Coach. It's likely Tucker and Trill will be back next week. Uh, did I put that in there? I may not have put that in there, but that was part of the press conference. I did not put that yeah. in the coach montage, but that was in. Um, and in there. Uh, he did. He did yeah. say that. So Dakota Davis is also. This is the first game that he dressed. So hopefully he's going to be working his way back into possibly uh, getting in that starting offensive line. Right, which so. is much. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match just go to indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. By the way, you can put the offensive line in the good, too. I didn't think they did a terrible job. You know, considering. No. So, uh, the bad. The Orange defense made it tough on themselves with penalties that kept Wake drives alive. Some seven penalties, I think, in the second, in the second half. Uh, the Orange defense was kept on the field for 82 plays. Again, getting worn down by some of those penalties and a sputtering offense. I think this, by the way, is the first game that Syracuse did not get a takeaway. Correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't look it up, but I think it is. It is. Uh, it is. Okay. The ugly. Uh, and you know what's coming. And I don't need to preface what I'm about to say with, you know, how much I respect Rex and how much I admire everything he's been through. Um, we've done that. Or, or do I? Do I have to preface every time I say something bad about Rex with that? I hope not. You guys know where I'm coming from here. This is nothing personal at all. Um, he makes yeah. a lot of Aaron throws. His interceptions are mostly bad throws. I can't think of an interception where I wasn't like, man, that was just a bad throw. And, um, you know, he went 15 for 27 for, for 85 yards. That's just 28 yards more than Morgan. And I think we all see it. And, you know, I think um, – I just don't see how putting Jacoby and Morgan in can make things worse right now. 
uh, and we're getting killed. This isn't like a Tommy bench Tommy DeVito situation to hmm. me. To me, I just I don't feel like it's on the same level as that. Obviously, I think it's apples and oranges. So um, there's four games left. Morgan gets the reps this week in practice. Give him the, I say give him the start against BC. Mm. Give him the start. What what do we have to lose? We BC is a good team. Right. I don't think Rex can beat BC. We may be no. getting some people back. But look, let's let real quick though before we get into this cuz it's this probably going to take up a little bit. <laughs> what about Cooper Lutz, man? Yeah. You know, okay, let's use Cooper Lutz as an example. Let's just say, you know, we well we weren't really sure what Cooper Lutz had. And all of a sudden, he's getting to play. Okay? Yeah. Coach sees him in practice. You know? Um, he's, he's basically the sixth-string running back. We, we let him play yeah. a, ga- a game, two games, right? He started last game. and he start- Wait, no. No, he came in for Sean Tucker. He came Tucker. in for Sean Tucker. Right. So this was his first start. And he did a freaking... He was still getting burned. Huh? He was, he was still getting he, some reps. He was. As the number two. But, he was. yeah. I mean, he came in and he was... Um, he was actually pretty good, man. He was pretty really good. good. He had some impressive runs and he had some good catches. Um, I thought he had more catches than what he did, but um, he still, um, what was it? Four receptions for twenty-five yards. So it's unfortunate that we can't that we just aren't as deep in that position to where we uh, we can have you know a bunch of guys coming in and contribute and do their little things because I you saw I saw one time. Cooper Lutz, he had a couple good plays in a row, and he was tapping his helmet to come out because he was tired. But there's nobody, there's nobody, there's nobody put him, in there. So, yeah, so <laughs> it's all. Sorry, you're all we got. Stay out right. there. And I guess that's the point of this whole season. When you look at just uh, just 2020 and how this whole thing has has came, has just happened, and how we weren't even supposed to really have a season until we were going to have a season, right? Uh, right. That was speculation to begin with. So. Uh, really, all all we're really doing now is is just by virtue of um, opt outs and injuries, we're just allowing young players to get the experience and the confidence that they need to be able to to help, you know, in in next year and the years to come when we actually have some more depth and experience to be able to actually compete with these uh, big boys in the ACC. All right, on to the quarterback situation, Joe. Give me give me. Other than, well, no, hold on. The reason I brought up Cooper Lutz first is because is because Coach sees him in practice, and he's finally getting some burn, and he actually did a really good job. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. I understand that Jacobian's efforts were playing against the second-team defense. I understand that. But he did a good job. You can't just throw anyone out there and have him complete passes like that. He had one trajectory on a pass where a guy was sliding and was perfect. I mean, you had the rollout, you know, he only threw the ball seven times. Right. So with that said, we understand that it was, that it was against the second team. It was garbage time, whatever. I think he should have probably been put in way before that. I said at least two series, but explain to me, you know, why, why you think Rex should get the, get the green flag for, for next week against BC, uh, just because I think that, and again, I've I've read some articles that say otherwise, but from uh, my experiences with with Babers, I mean, we've seen him play young guys, but uh, this is one of those situations where a lot of the younger guys are either being forced into play or just some are better. Um, he's not afraid to put a a better younger guy in there, and I just don't think it's as easy as looking at what happened. 
on Saturday and saying, oh, the one drive against the second team when they were up, you know, what was it, 38 to 7 when that happened? Something they got like no that, incentive yeah. to play. They're, they're not rushing. They're not sending any of their elaborate. I mean, everything that, that Dino talked about in uh, the clips that you uh, played on from the press conference, it, it's kind of all that. It's not as just as easy as saying that. Again, like what you said, he sees him in practice. Which is, so which is under- my only apprehension, but – but that's also, you know, why I brought up Cooper Lutz. He sees him in practice too. Who did who did right. thought he was going to get? But there's a situ- but there's also a situation where he's being forced to play. Right? If Rex Culpepper gets hurt, then someone's got to get forced to. Someone's forced to play. And Cooper Lutz, I mean, he it wasn't like he was playing over Sean Tucker when he was healthy. So or Juar Jordan or anything like well, that. If, it took if, him if if Sean Tucker wasn't performing and he was fumbling the ball a lot and he's and he was giving the ball away. Right. I mean, what does he do? Does he just keep him but in it, there? Well, no, but it was it was still would have been a situation where once Cooper lets the thing is is that when so when you start like spring ball and even the, definitely the summer when you get to the summer. I mean, I've gone through it. I've experienced it. When you get there, even as a freshman, they hand you a playbook. You go through. You don't have indiv- individual coaches coaching you up. You get thrown in. The, they're they're attempting to try to get ready for a week one and to win a game. So you have to go out there and you have to actually compete. You have to learn the playbook and you have to show that you understand what's going on. But they don't have time to stop and put put the training wheels on and, and allow you to try to figure it out. So, I mean, Jacoby and Morgan and even Dylan Markowitz, some of these guys, um, we haven't heard anything about David Summers. But Jacoby and Morgan, his only offers other than us picking them up was Austin P and Jackson State, two D1AA schools in which uh, we kind of knew he was going to be a project coming in anyway. And when we got to summer you never get more than two two players reps you you get your starting as far as quarterbacks you get your starting quarterback majority of the reps and you get your backup quarterback to the point where they get some reps and they just they understand the game plan and what to do if if so called upon but you're not in there giving third string force all these guys that you're assuming is going to redshirt redshirt right and that's the thing is i think that as syracuse fans we've seen this we've seen this we've seen dungy not play that good and then DeVito come in and kind of play okay for a couple series, and now people are calling for the jobs. Now, when you're in a situation where DeVito's the starting quarterback, people would do anything to get a, an Eric Dungy back for another three more years, right? Well, um, yeah, I think so a lot of us. The, I think a lot of us learned our lesson on the on the Eric Dungy thing, right? But <laughs> it's the same us. thing with Rex Culpepper. He did, but a it's couple, not. A, it's it, not. It was this year? It was. People were calling for DeVito's job for oh, Rex Culpepper oh, sure, because he would sure, come sure, in sure, for sure. a couple. So this is what yeah, happens totally. when you actually have a starting quarterback that the other team knows is starting, that they can watch tape on, and they can game plan a whole – because they're not game planning on the backup. They're game planning on right. the starter. Yeah, I know. So it's a situation where even this year we've seen it. There was people calling for Rex Culpepper. Oh, we came in and had a couple good drives. This is yeah, – well, in this we, in this case, I'm, 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 I'm trusting the coach, man. I don't doubt that, like, okay, he's shown some things, and he's definitely – he wasn't getting second-team reps in practice until DeVito went down, and they knew that he was gone. So it's only been a couple weeks where he's been getting reps. So do I expect at some point for them to be wrinkles to where he's going to be able to come in and run a couple drives and kind of split some time with Rex? Absolutely. But those those little nuances and things that Babers talked about with the blitzes and the overloads and the checkdowns and audibles and all that kind of stuff – he he has we haven't seen that, and I just think that if there was a situation where well, I, I mean, this I, kid could do it, then Babers would put him in by now. Babers wants to win, and everybody knows. I mean, anybody that looks at Rex, they know that he's missing a couple things for him to be a really good Division One quarterback. And when we get down 
in the second half by more than two possessions and we got to throw, throw, throw. We've seen what would have happened, what's happened. And if we had anything else other than that, that was better than that on the bench that was prepared and ready, then Babers would have already would have and, already. And, and I, to- and I totally understand you. And I to- I'm actually with you in agreement with you on that. I trust Coach. I do. But with that said, Rex is not doing a good job. He is not doing a good job. What what is putting him in it? What what are we what are we playing for right now? What are we playing for? We're not going to go to a bowl game. We're just playing to try to do what we, see what we can do, get some experience, and and try to pull off some wins. Which right. which right now I see maybe Louisville, maybe. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, there's a good chance we don't win another freaking game for the rest of the season. So, so with that, yeah. with that said, and I understand what coach wants to do, and I understand, and and, and that's why I played all that is to give you his side and, and him basically explain, hey, look, I know what we got. He's basically saying, look, I know what we got. Okay, this is what it's going to be because I already know what we got. Well, guess what? I want to see it. <laughs> I, I want to see right. it. If it's bad, then it's bad. Take him out. Calling for Jacoby and Morgan over Rex Culpepper is not the same as calling for Rex Culpepper over over Tommy DeVito. It's not the same at all. I don't no, think. Now. I don't think it's know the same now, at all. In hindsight, that's easy to say. But you My and I, well, is, you, you know that I never called for Culpepper over DeVito, and you and I well, were no, never on that. Fans. And, and again, some of the, some of the, the, the articles that I've read – I mean, I, I just don't get it. Like the, the fans that think that they deserve something, like that just because well, I don't they think don't fans practice, deserve anything. They don't know. I mean, yeah. the bottom line is, is what is there to lose if the kid's not ready? If you're not prepared and you're not ready to go in and, and compete at this level, then you could get hurt. You could lose any type of um, confidence that you have. And that's happened to a point. I mean, you still said so DeVito lost confidence last year, and it trickled into this year. Yeah. So the bottom line is, really is that by putting somebody in there that's not ready, you can actually kind of hurt that player's development because you're putting him in there when he's not ready. He's not prepared. He could get hurt, and his confidence goes down. And then what's going to happen? What's going to happen is everyone, all the fans are then going to trash Jacoby and Morgan. They're going to call on somebody else or say, oh, well, we got to put, put Rex back in. in there. And then what they're going to do is they're going to sit there and they're going to clown on Babers recruiting is as to why, oh, we got this quarterback. Why do we have this quarterback? The bottom line is, is he had two Division One AA offers. That's it. So we didn't expect I didn't expect anything from this kid for two, three years, if any, if, if ever, to be perfectly honest with you. And now we're just in a situation with the, with our injury situation where, I mean, we have to play with who we have to play. But the first things first is we got to put players in there that know the playbook, that can handle what's going on. I imagine he's Men- in the playbook. Mentally. I mean, it's easy to say, okay, I can call the play, but what are you going to do when it's you got two, three seconds to get the ball react, and otherwise you're getting nailed, or you got to make a, a decision? Well, it's what's completely Rex doing? different. What's that? What's Rex doing? Like, you, like we said, Rex is a situation where he's managing the game, and we're staying in the game until we're not. And like you said, he's got some accuracy issues. That's fine, but it's not like you don't see him making mistakes out there, like forgetting plays or. Not doing the right thing or anything like that. He obviously is calling out the audibles. He sees what's going on, so um, he's not getting as sacked as much as Devito is. So, as far as I'm concerned, he's making faster 
you know, choices with the ball. Some of them okay. turn out to be bad, but it's just yeah. one of those things where he handles it to where he can protect himself. And is he not, is he the best quarterback? No. But at the end of the day, uh, if the other guy isn't ready, then like I said, he can get hurt. He can lose his confidence and it can hurt his, um, it can just hurt how he develops. And I just don't want to see that happen. And, and I don't think coach does either. Now, like I said, you get a couple you know, wrinkles in there, get a couple dry, just like Rex Culpepper had some wrinkles with DeVito. I can see that. Put him in some meaningful game time situation, yeah. But it's not. It's a situation where Dino Babers isn't going to do it just because the fans say so. You right, know, and, and he shouldn't. He, and, that, and he shouldn't. Like, he should not feel pressure from from the fans. You know, and obviously, well, it's right. not about him appeasing the fans at all. It should not be about that, unless he yeah, wants to try to prove barely, a point. Yeah, and Stephen Bailey set up a, pretty much a, an article with 247 Sports that pretty much set him up to pretty much where he's going to be right or wrong. But he was talking about trying to come up with reasons as why you didn't pull Rex Culpepper. And he was talking about how they have a chance to, to – he's almost re-recruiting seniors since they're going to have another um, another season of eligibility, whether they plan to take it or not. But the, the, the wrinkle with that with the NCAA is that you can transfer to another school and you can play your, your extra eligible year somewhere else. So, um, you know, Stephen Bailey was talking about how it's one of those things where it's like a double-edged sword because if if Babers can't prove that we don't have anything better or that we're not we don't got the quarterbacks to get it done, then maybe the seniors won't they won't stay and they'll go and they'll transfer and it'll hurt us. But then there's also that thing where well, if he benches Rex Culpepper as a senior, then these other seniors are going to be like, well, I'm just going to come back and he's going to do that to me, right? So there's this stigma out there that he's protecting Rex because of his scene because he's a senior. Yeah, and I know that he and I know that he had talked about doing well by his seniors, and I think what that means is is that he's not just going to play seniors just because they're seniors. He's going to play seniors that deserve to play over younger guys. Like he's not just going to put a younger guy in that's not ready over a senior is I guess what he's saying by doing good by the seniors. And I think by him doing that, it's going to allow him to actually keep some of the seniors instead of them leaving. I mean, the bottom line is if Jacoby and Morgan's not ready, then all those seniors and the people on the team, they know it anyway, you know, so they're not going to be mad for him not taking out Rex Culpepper. Those guys know if Rex Culpepper is the best they got, then that's just what it is. And I mean, that could be a matter of fact, but to sit here and talk like, like we, we, the fans deserve to, see for ourselves that Jacoby and Morgan's not ready. I mean, people keep, you claim you care about the kids and you care about this. If the coach says if the kid's not ready, the kid's not ready and just leave it at that. Cause what do you want? You're going to force his hand. And then what you want Jacoby and Morgan to come in. What happens if he gets hurt? Well, well, I guess he's not ready. Like, like you care. Right. So we don't need to prove, we don't need to, we don't need coach to prove anything to us as far as that goes. So I just hate when people or fans talk like that. So it's just ridiculous to me. Right now, Rex Culpepper is the best shot we got. And it could be a pathetic answer. And people are like, well, if that's the best we got, then there's an, another issue. Well, that's fine. But we're not going to force a guy into action. And, and I, I think hurt, there's a case to be made hurt. that he's not the best we got. I, I, Who's that? I don't, maybe Rex Culpepper is not the best we got. Obviously, if Coach starts him again next week. Well, let me ask you this before I say that. At what point does Jacoby and Morgan come in against the game on, uh, 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 in the game against Wake? For you, right when he did, right when coach said, okay, it's time. Nah, I mean, I could have seen him coming a little bit earlier if, if he was prepared, if he was ready. And I guess that's the whole point is obviously there's players on the team that got a better arm than Rex Culpepper. Why not, right why now. not just keep Rex out there when the second team defense comes on and, and let him and let him carve it up a little bit? 
Well, because, again, baby steps, right? You got Jacoby and Morgan in just a little bit. The game before, to just get some handoffs. Now this time, he's gone, he got in there. He threw some passes, went down, and, and actually had a drive he, against the second team. This he, is baby steps, him getting in, getting these players in the game. Yeah, the and, first and that's game, how, he handed the ball off. Didn't right. pass this game. He so, he so passed. So this game he to, might come in early in the second half, right? If it's getting a little out of you know, and come in and, and run a drive or, or do this or do that. Right, I could know, I could meet you there. I could meet you there. Fair enough. I'd like to see how him. It's got to be. It's going to be. The, I understand. It's not going to be. Oh, boom, starter. I understand. I think that. that there should be some wrinkles and everything like that. And I'm not going to. Like I said, I tell you right now, Dylan Markowitz has got a better arm than Rex Culpepper. But what I mean by like the best quarterback, he he might not be the best quarterback skills wise and talent wise. But as far as being prepared, knowing the system, having some yes, experience, being nuances, older, he, fifth he year gives us senior. Yeah, people say they don't think okay. it can get that can, can get worse or can get more ugly. Like it can. Like I remember the Greg Robinson era. I mean, oh, there's a one in one in eleven year there too, right? Or one in yeah, one in eleven, one in ten. Like I said, I'm marking this year up to COVID anyway. So it is yeah, what it is. I know that's fine. That, that's not what this conversation about. Don't get me started on the COVID. Um. Um, look, you make a good argument. I respect your argument. I, I disagree. I think that, I think that, you know, well, first of all, I already started all this by saying, I think coach knows what's best and he's going to do what's best. Yeah. But, um, I just want to see that kid get more playing time. I want to see him in a situation where he gets blitzed. I want to see, I want to see him in a situation where he's got to, he's got to check down or he's got to go with a second or third option to make a play. I want to see him in a situation where he, he's, he's got good field vision and maybe he can take off and run for a first down or something like safely and slide. Right. But is this going to, is this going to turn into a, oh, well he couldn't do it. So now you got to prove that the next guy can't do it. Right. I mean, I guess that's, that's where my whole thing is. is Well, there's four games left, Joe. So I don't even know if there's enough time for all that. Do you, but right, but do you really think that that these coaches, Babers and some of these guys, are looking at the tape and saying, "Oh man, like like Rex Culpepper, like he's just doing too good. We can't put anybody else in." No, but do you really? No, okay. no, so, no. I mean, realistically, anybody in the right mind, like if the coaches thought anybody else was ready or had a chance to to do something or give them a best chance to win without getting hurt and 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 ruining their own confidence. Then they would put him in. Just point blank. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's no reason not to. People can think of all the excuses in the world. I say he starts before the year's over. What do you think? The only excuse he's 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 protecting the player. Actually, um, you know what? Save it. I'm going to use it as a buy seller hold. Cool. Next episode. Um. Okay. That's just me, man. This I understand ugly, you make good points. The game was ugly. It was it, it was like like you said he managed to get Rex has the ability most of the time to manage a game until halftime. Once we get into the third quarter, man, he just seems to fall apart. Like it, it, like I don't know if he's trying to do too much, if it's too much pressure, if the if the offensive line's getting worn out. It's probably a, it's probably all that stuff. Well, it's it's, when, it's if when you've noticed it's when we get up by or when we get down by more than one. Yeah, and we have to throw the freaking ball constantly. Right. Yeah, and so you know, look, there's some good in every game, no matter how ugly. This game was ugly, but you know, you got Cooper Lux, and by the way, Garrett Garrett Williams. Um, no, hell of a game. He 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 led the team in tackles again. 
So, yeah. I mean, you just can't say enough about that kid. Well, and you uh, saw that whole thing. Like, that's a completely different type of offense, too, right? Like, it was hard to explain when we talked about the preview. But that type of, like, run-pass option type, you know. You, yeah, they're, I still, mean, you, they're you, still using it a little bit. No, I'm talking about Wake Forest. Yeah. Wake yeah, Forest that's offense. Yeah. I mean, that whole – I mean, everything was slow motion. I mean, they put the ball here, and he just was reading, just waiting. And the running back is yeah, just Yeah, they would stop. Waiting. They would stop, and they would wait. Yep. And, then, and, and yeah, I it was like two, three that, seconds. And I knew that that, that was going to give our, our defense a line troubles. I did. I knew it. Uh, I mean, we were still up 17-7 going into the third quarter – or down, sorry. Um, but it was still a game, and then we had that real, real ugliness where – they scored and they got a pick six like two plays later and it was pretty much a wrap after that. But yeah, you know, it's tough. Wake Forest is uh, looking they they look a lot they look a lot better than I thought. Either that or well, oh, I mean, yeah. they've been kind of they've been kind of fringy good all year. So you know. yeah, um, all right. You heard from us. Time to hear from you. Time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right. Fan feedback is brought to us by Bet Online. You might not be able to get to a game this year, but that's okay. You can still get in on all of the action at betonline.ag. Betonline, they're going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Betonline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Betonline today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Betonline, manscaped.com. They are forever changing the grooming game with their new Weed Whacker. The Weed Whacker, man. The nose. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. 
Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Senior hair trimmer that has proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, tugs in those delicate holes, be in the, eye, be in the eyes, yeah, be in the ears and the nose. Um, and look... They've got. They will. They will give you replacement blades every three months to keep keep your whacking up to speed. So you don't want to get no snags. You always want a sharp blade. They'll replace those every three months. Um, the nose and ear hair trimmer is got. It's powered by a nine thousand RPM motor powered three hundred sixty degree rotary dual blade system. What's that mean? I don't know. I don't know. But I read it word for word, and it doesn't make sense. But. Look, it means it means it's really good. That's what it means. It's intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it's waterproof, which makes it easy operation and cleaning. And it is the only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium ion, ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes on one charge. So, look, what are you waiting for? Head over to um, manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. What are you waiting for? Get over there. Check it out. Bet online. Thank you. Manscaped.com. Thank you. All right, Joe. Boom. Are you ready to have to have the same conversation again? All right. I did not think our conversation was going to go that long. So, look, a couple things real quick on the fan feedback end. Let's just do this real quick and get this out of the way. And um, I, I'm going to – I was putting out the polls. I would do the Syracuse game. I would do your game of the week and my game of the week. And, man, honestly, I've just been busy, and I've been forgetting. And I'm sorry. But trust me, no one wants to put fan feedback stuff out more than me because it gives us something to talk about. And we like hearing from you guys, obviously. Um, so anyways, I'll try to get better at that. Also, we're going to do some buy, sell, or holds. I'll put them out there. If you got one to add, feel free to add it in the comments. But I'm going to try to do at least three going into the preview game against Boston College. So with that said, I put a poll out today, this morning. I just set it for eight hours. And I said, uh, who are you starting next week? And I gave you your options. Dylan Markwitz, Rex Culpepper, or Jacoby Morgan. And 246 votes, 82% of them said Jacoby and Morgan. So, mm-hmm. yeah, which we knew that was going to happen. That happened, right? Um, I do, we do have this one, though. Um, let's see. Let's see. There's some feedback in here. Um, let's see. At Sean Jacobs Bean, it's time to get, it's time to start getting players ready for next year. At Jay Holbert 06. Anyone but Rex. So we see where this is going. At Jay Carpenter mm. 74, I love the story of Rex and everything he's overcome uh, to get to where he is right now, but I'm ready to see Jacoby and Morgan the rest of the way. And like you said, you know, I mean, if he's ready, coach is going to know better than us, right? 
So, well, actually, like Coach said. So, um, but there's no, yeah. re- you know, you, you get it. That's pretty that's, much that's what pretty it is. Much, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what this whole fan feedback is, by the way. Or was not much else. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I'm did, sure. I did my it was best. Bad. I, <laughs> it's like I said, like I said, it's, I get it. I'm, Do you guys remember, I'm, though, when, when, when Tommy DeVito came in against UNC when um, Dungey was taken out and he actually won that game for us? And everybody, yeah. including us, was like, yes, let's see some more Tommy DeVito. So don't think I can be fooled by our, you know, I've been there. I've already been fooled by the one game, you know, miracle, yeah. so to speak. Not that Jacoby Morgan pulled off a miracle, but he just looked good. And I get it. But um, No, he can look good, but he has to get the coaching staff to be able to trust him. He's not going to be a deer in the headlights out there and completely go just blank when he gets out there in a fire against a you know, blitzing, you know, first team defense from an ACC team. And again, I think those are the baby steps that you're seeing with him getting in the games near the end. And I, I, I won't be, I won't be surprised if Jacoby and Morgan doesn't come in for some wrinkles and some drives, but uh, I don't think he's, I mean, he's definitely not starting obviously against Boston college. I don't know if we're going to be able to get him to progress to the point where he's going to be a starter this year. Okay. At OLQs, not good. I like the way we got some minutes for freshman QB, and he finally threw the ball. Looks like his arm is way better than Rex's. All right, just on the arm issue, okay, I feel like he's more accurate than Rex. I don't care about the the situation and what the defense is doing. It was garbage time. He seems to be more accurate. Yeah. I think we can at least He looks – yeah, I, I'm – Fully right there with you. Yeah, he's got good size. Wait, but yeah, like hold on. Six four two zero three seems small to me when I look at him on TV. Seems light. Seems like he's heavier than two of three. Yes, no. Yeah, I mean, it's always tough to tell. Um, he's kind of a, he's, he's a big kid, man. Maybe he's been putting on. Maybe he's been hitting the weight room. Yeah, you know that's a lot of what those players do when they think they're going to get redshirted or that there's never going to be a chance for them to get in the game that year. Yeah, six four two zero three. Okay. Um, he looked pretty good, yeah. I mean, as far as like what we've talked about, minus the, you know, the stuff that he wasn't going against, and and Wake Forest defense not really having an incentive to really, yeah, go it's, hard. It's, it's but, hard to fault him on that because, like I said, like I told you, I mean, Dale Earnhardt used to say you can't put a brick in the car and make it turn left. Okay, you, you've get you've got to execute regardless. You still have moving parts. You still have people coming at you. You still have people trying to get to you. You guys are still running routes. You still got to make the throw. Right. So at the end of the day, he looked good. And when he's flushed out of the pocket, threw a nice spiral, 31-yard gain, something like that. So, I mean, it looked good. Um, at turf on fire, Dino gets an F for not going to the freshman right after the half. They may have, they may have kept us in this game. Kept us in this game. Um, right after the half was a little early, but three minutes into the half, I think I'd have been okay with it. Because right. that's when things started to just go south. And, and when that when that happened, I knew we were going to lose. Oh yeah, and at that point, you know, I mean, what do we got? What do we have to lose? But well, I've talked about it earlier, and I, I don't want to beat a I, dead horse. I but. understand. Oh yeah, he gets hurt, and then we're all like sitting here with egg on our face. Yeah, I know. I get it. I'm and, just saying that it's, you got to think about the kid. You can't put a kid in a, in a predicament like that. You got to think about it in Dino Baber's situation. Okay, where, do, let me ask you something. You think that kid wants to wants that opportunity or no? I think he wants it, but okay. I think he knows well, you have that he's to protect him against himself. 
What's that? We, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. We've got to protect mm-hmm. him against himself by saying no. What do you mean? I mean, if he's like, coach, put me in, man. I'm ready to do this. Look at what's right. going on out here. Rex is looking like this looks like a crap show out here. That's put, not his put call. Put me in. I understand that. I understand. He's got to be able to I'm giving you a hypothetical. Yeah. No, I understand that, but I'm just saying that you have to understand Dino Babers has got to go recruit these kids and sit down at the tables at the, with the parents at the, at the table with these parents. These and, tell, parents. and tell his parents that they're, they're, they're gonna, he's going to take care of them. Yeah, he said that in his press conference. Okay, so if that's the case and he's basically protecting him, and making it to where he's going to be a better player in the future, then and there's a fine line there. There's a fine line there, but this is D1 football, and he's on the team. I'm not, and I'm not, right. and I'm not saying just forget it. Well, like I said, and, and I mean, and kudos to him because David Summers is a, a redshirt freshman that he decommitted from Maryland. He was going to Maryland before he decommitted and came to us. And Dylan Markowitz, he had a scholarship to Boise State. So Jacoby and Morgan. To having just two scholarships to two D to D one AA schools and us being his only D one offer, uh, I mean, I'm surprised that he's the one out of those three that are actually in the situation. Well, we were, so you can t- we were thinking um, Dylan Markowitz there, so or Summers because he's been there for a full year, right? But it's a situation where this was the last guy out of these three that I thought was going to be the next one up. It actually surprised me when he was handing the ball off late um, in the game last week and against Clemson. So. For him to even do that, you can tell that he's putting in the work, he's putting into the time, and he wants to be that guy. And I think that he's just got to, again, more and more just prove it to, to Dino Babers, but also to himself. And once Dino knows that he can go out there and do it, then I think that he's going to pull the trigger. It's just how far can he progress in this season where he really didn't think he was going to have this opportunity? Well, you got to figure he's been getting, he's been getting um, his reps since, for what? Second. Four games now, right? Yeah. Second team reps, yeah. Second team but it's reps still for second four team games. Reps. I understand, but he, he wasn't getting anything probably until week three going into right. week four. Right, but Rex was probably getting more attention than Tommy Oh, yeah, was. they had a package for Rex. Well, no, they had a package for him when Tommy was playing, but right. then when Tommy yeah. went out and they were like, oh, Rex has got to be the guy, then they had to put a lot more time into oh, yes, him yeah, obviously, sure. than Tommy yeah. before that, right? Yeah. So even then you were still trying to – Okay, well let's get let's get Rex ready because he's the only guy we got right now. And then in the meantime, we gotta see who steps up out of these three. And it was him, Jacoby and Morgan stepped up and again he's every week he's showing us more and but again, how many times has this happened where the fans they just call for it? And I get it, Rex is playing worse than what Tommy did when people were calling for him and Eric did before they were calling for Tommy to take his spot, right? But we've all seen this damn movie and we know how it ends. So I, I'm just keeping my my whole you know my faith in into coach's hands, and that when that kid is ready, he'll be out there. At K Nabiwaniak, <laughs> I love Dino, but keeping Rex in beyond midway through the third quarter with a huge deficit is almost inexcusable. Love what I saw from Morgan on his first real drive this season. The first glimpse of the QB future looks fairly bright. So the first glimpse of the QB of the future looks fairly bright. Um, yeah, I mean, well, like we were saying, you know, we don't really know. I mean, Tommy going to come back next year and get another full year, or what? Tommy's a junior. It, yeah, anyway, that's right. So yeah, mean, so but and he's, he he got hurt under four games, so he's going to be able to use this as a red shirt. So for everybody who's, I mean, Tommy's going to be here for another two years. So unless we get somebody, because he gets the land- we gets the year, he can have the other year eligibility added on to it. 
right? For this for the 2020 stuff. Well, he could have, but either way, but he doesn't uh, need it because he's going to get the medical. Right. So he's still going to have two years. So these guys are still going to have those years to get ready. And I mean, unless we get a transfer guy that's better than him or Lampson or someone that we get a recruit that comes in and steps up. I don't see anybody that's on this roster taking over DeVito's spot. Um, Dominic, not top fan yet on Facebook. You get and not put the work in yet. Does He's not getting have the there. badge. He's getting there. Does not have the badge. Bottom line. I never thought we were going to win this game. We have too many true freshmen playing significant par- plays. I am starting to really question this staff's judgment on player readiness to start. First Tucker and, and now Lutz and Morgan. I thought these freshmen weren't ready. They they apparently are. Something isn't right. I know Dino doesn't like to show his hand and likes to play the long game, but Morgan should have started our first drive of the second half, getting a lot of that. I don't totally disagree with that. I would say maybe three minutes in after that um, after that other interception. Uh, side note, seems like the O-line played really well today. Bergeron did not let Godzilla get a tackle for a loss. Broke his incredibly incredible game streak today. So, yeah. Like like I said earlier, I mean, I think that the offensive line did good. I mean, anytime you know you stick a Cooper Lutz in there and he racks up, you know, what was it, eighty one yards? Yeah, eighty one yards on fifteen carries. Yeah. I mean, minus that one times. play that Cervase blew his blocking assignment and just let <laughs> Culpepper just get crushed. By the way, he's done that a couple times this year. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and Rex didn't even see that coming, and no, uh, it was yeah, that was it, tough. That was could have been a whole lot worse too. And to, Do- to Dominic's point, um, again, I think it comes down to when young kids get in there, they don't they're they're not they don't get the prep work from the coaches. The coaches are looking at first team, second team. They're too busy putting a game plan together with their guys that are going to get on the field in depth. Um, and you can never predict that you're going to have this many young players that are going to be forced to step up. Um, and it's funny too, but it, like, a lot of people don't understand how good you can, because a lot of times it's not necessarily their skill set. It's like, like what we talked about. It's in between the ears and how they're going to react and the experience and knowing the playbook and not being a deer in the headlights when the trains are coming through. Right. And um, that can take a couple years. That can take a couple weeks sometimes with just first team reps. Um, I think that, Cooper Lutz, two weeks ago when he was in there coming in and getting burned to Sean Tucker to one week ago and playing a majority of the second half to this week, um, I think that just kind of shows you what being prepared as a starter can do for a kid and actually a little bit of experience as well. Um, It's not necessarily that they're not good enough. It's just that you think that there's going to be three or four running backs before this person, right? So you're not going to get that person prepared. That's up to that person to be prepared um, when the time comes. But during the week, it's all game plan with your starters, with your depth chart. So uh, Cooper Lutz is a great story, great kid. I loved, loved him when we recruited him, loved his tape as a running back. So they said he was going to bring him in as a slot receiver. And I think last week he prove that he should probably stay right there at the running back position. Yeah, I mean, with Sean Tucker in there, that's kind of a good, you know, Mackenzie Pierre kind of like struggling. Um, I think it's a good one-two combo with what we've got left in Sean Tucker-Cooper Lutz. I think it's the only one-two. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I think it's the only combo you have left. I I know. I know. It's sad. Um, David, on Facebook, not top fan David, I should say. 
Um, not don't have the bad the badge yet, David. What's up with that? We are injury ridden, and it is showing me that the Clemson game may be a one off, just like the Georgia Tech was when we had more of the team. Look today, like we won't win a game the rest of the year. So, with that said, I will not comment too much on that, but that will be a buy seller hold. You just created a buy seller hold without even knowing it. So there that's, you go, that's, Dave. That's, that's two. That's two buy seller holds out of fan feedback. See, I should pay more attention, and we hey, could do and, that. And for that, David, uh, we would automatically give you top fan status for that, we, except for we don't really run that. Exactly. So we can't do that. Exactly. You got to earn that yourself, buddy. The. The uh, yeah, I have no control over. It. In fact, I had it turned off for a really long time because, um, you know, I just thought it was self pleasuring to have top fans. But then I was like, you know what? A couple of people asked me, well, you don't have the top fans on. I was like, all right, let's turn them on and see what happens. A whole lot of people letting <laughs> me down no right now. Fans. That's what happens. We don't judge. We're unbiased. <laughs> um, all right, last one from Daryl. Good buddy, Daryl. On Facebook, not top fan. What happened? Hold on a second. Daryl was a top fan last week, and so was David. Now that I think about it, what happened? Maybe I'm not posting Uh-oh. enough, guys. Maybe maybe it's me. Uh, Daryl, this team is very undisciplined. Way too way too many stupid penalties again. Rex looked completely lost. Why in the hell was he put back out there over and over again? This game was 17 to seven at halftime. Rex comes out and and just throws picks one and six. We need to get the freshman QB some real game reps the rest of the way. I know we won't, we, I know we won't win, but sometimes you need to lose the battle to win the war. This will only help these players next season. Again, with the player development stuff, um, Joe's made his point on that. Obviously I picked this before Joe went on his, his rant from his soapbox talking about what he was talking about, but, um, unbelievable. <laughs> you know, he does have a point with sometimes. You know, you know he's he's at the mindset. Daryl's like, look, here here's the deal. We're we're probably not going to win. And I'm just I'm guessing, and I'm just throwing this out there. He's he's like this. How it comes across to me. You know, we're not going to win another game this year. Why not just get these kids out there and let them do what they're going to do and see what we can do with it. But the answer to that is before Joe went on his spiel is that. Coach is going to put the players out there he thinks can win the game, right? Is Coach always no, right, though, Joe? The best chance. The best chance. Well, right. Right. Yeah, at this point, the best chance. Sure. A coach could be wrong. You don't know. Um, that, that's all I got. It was just a lot of that. And, and so, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a lot back and forth with that stuff. And I guess, I mean, I guess Babers, is, he's kind of painting himself into a corner to where Especially after that ten and three season, I think that's it, it created. You know, and I was talking to Joe P, top fan Joe P, that hasn't been around for a little while on the socials. He's, he's a busy he's guy. Not, he's not. A um, fan. Finally, got to talk to him the other day, and he was saying how just he kind of was agreeing with me because we were talking about the same exact thing with the quarterbacks. I kind of gave him my spiel, um, and he agreed with me, but he was more or less along the mindset of like because of that ten and three season, it created so much hope and so much you know, confidence within the fan base that now this is kind of what you get from that, right? This is the backlash when you don't continue on your little upward trajectory. And um, it's it's just tough. 
Yeah, because but I that, still... that too was that was with Dungey. I mean, I think I feel like most of us kind of knew that it wasn't going to be like that. I did have higher hopes for Devito uh, coming off of that game, uh, coming off of that season, going into last year's season. But seeing what I saw in last year's season, I didn't have a ton of. Like I don't like I I'm just uh, be, being honest and and maybe this is too harsh but I just don't feel like Tommy's improved much anywhere from last year to this year I just I, if it's a confidence issue it, it, I don't know the one thing I will say about Tommy though is that this dude persevered he never seemed to get frustrated and he kind of always just I think he really genuinely was trying his best. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a team player, and team again, player, I, yeah. I think what we talked about, I think just him and Eric Dungey are, t- are two different types of players, two different types of uh, mindsets, and I just you know I think that um, Devito he's he's got the skill set to be a solid uh, quarterback, Division one quarterback, and win some games. It's just he needs he needs the pieces around him to be put together. You know, he needs to be with an offensive line that is together and isn't going to allow him to get sacked the most in college football. Right. And he needs the running backs and he needs the receivers and everything like that. Uh, Last year there was glimpses of of hope. Go ahead. Last year's glimpses of hope. Go ahead. Because of some of the running backs and receivers and things that we had, but I mean, the offensive line was atrocious. Some of some this, some of a lot of Tommy getting sacked. He sacked three uh, in three games. He sacked twenty times, and a lot of that was he just holds the ball too long, and he just he just is like the his internal clock is off or something. Rex Culpepper's right. only been sacked eight times in the four games that he's been in. So, you know, right? You tell me. I mean, I'm I'm befuddled by it. I don't I don't know. Well, and you, but you look at I mean, what Rex Culpepper is fifteen to twenty seven, right? How many yards? Wait, what? Wait, what? Say that again. Rex Rex Culpepper was fifteen to twenty seven this week throwing the yeah, ball. Yeah, right? 80, 80, 80, 85 yards. yards. He was averaging three yards a carry. Three yards a throw. Yeah. So when you're basically running. Short, short plays and, and they're happening quicker. Get it out of right, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's what you get with Tommy. It just seemed like they were trying. They to... were trying to push the ball, but they push him down the the mm-hmm. sidelines right. the whole time. <clears throat> There's nothing across the middle. There was a there was a credit to I don't know who it was, and I'm I'm I apologize, but I read that in fan feedback, I think, or it was just on Twitter or something. But they brought up the point that you know that a lot of you know you know running down the sidelines like Hail Mary style and then nothing really across the middle at all which is- yeah and we right and we talked about that and I think that again um we, we you've hit it on the head with changing coordinators not having a spring figuring out who your personnel is while all the while you have personnel that's leaving school opting out and getting injured um it's it's just a, a recipe for disaster but I do kind of I'm right there with you as far as play calling goes. Sometimes I just don't understand. Uh, we talked about last week where they had the little, you know, the little Syracuse playbook. Everyone was looking at it. They all had the plays on offense, 
and then they just completely went away from that this week, and I didn't really understand why. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know. I'm just confused by it, too. It seems every week and, has, like, why. And it seemed like a little bit of the play calling changed a little bit. but It wasn't um, as bad as it was with Tommy, though, or even when Rex first came in. Right. But th- then again, it's like, why? Why? Just why? Why, are you, why, is that, why is that your way of calling plays when Tommy's in there? Yeah, if you would have if you would have been run first and you throw those little short routes and stuff, then then that's that's how you set up the long the long ball. But every single time you have you get the every single time as a pass play and you drop back as a defender, it's like okay, this dude's either going to get sacked or he's going to throw a bomb. <clears throat> yeah, basically. But look here, check this out: Tommy DeVito, forty-eight for ninety-six for five hundred ninety-three yards, fifty percent completion. Average of 6.2, okay, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Rex Culpepper, 52 for 112. So Culpepper with um, 16 more throws. 584 yards to Tommy's 593. Completion percentage of 46.4 to Tommy's 50. Average 5.2 to Tommy's 6.2, and that's where the long ones come in, most likely. Um, Six TDs. Seven interceptions, though. Tommy with only two interceptions. So, anyways, the numbers are really close because they're right now they're they're really close to the same amount of attempts. That's why I bring it up. I just noticed it. So, yeah, I mean the difference really is Tommy getting sacked twenty times to Rex's eight and Rex's seven interceptions to Tommy's two. So really, in the competition they played. Well, what do you mean by that? What well, do you mean? Tommy's Tommy's games that he played this year compared to his, right? Well, I mean, what Tommy played? Tommy played UNC, Pitt, Georgia Tech, right? And then got hurt in Duke, right? Yeah, and got hurt in Duke. Yeah, so yeah, Rex played rest of Duke, Liberty, Wake Forest, and Clemson. So I don't know. It seems pretty. It seems pretty even to me. Mm. On an average, I think it's fair. Don't you? I do. Yeah. I just think, well, obviously the the biggest thing is the turnovers and the fact that not only are they just turnovers, but I'm pretty sure that there's at least, I mean, you can't, he's got at least two fumbles in the pocket as well. And one of those fumbles turned into oh, a six points scoop and score. Right. And I'm pretty sure that two out of those seven interceptions have turned, have been, Pick yeah, sixes. they were pick sixes. One this game and one the or excuse me, one against Clemson, one against Wake Forest. So I don't know. I mean, it's, just, it's his bad decisions turn into points. Yeah, whereas Tommy's didn't necessarily. But I mean, there was other things. We I mean, we can if we want to go in depth on that, we can go all day. Oh, dude, I want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I know <laughs> exactly. All right, that's all I got, Joe. That's all I got. Look. Um, this is what it is. It's November. You That's know what happens in November? exactly what I'm going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is why can't the answer just be, it is what it is. This it, is what we got. It is what it is. You know what sucks more than being a fan and, and having to endure this? Is being a fan, having to endure this, and then come and talk about it. Oh, like yeah. a freaking therapy session. So, man, I know. <laughs> you know, talking everyone off the ledge. Yeah, yeah. Which we try. You know, we just try to just. I just try to stay a little bit positive, and I'm, 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 I'm more of a realist than I am like a, um, you know, 
someone that's constantly just trying to be positive all the time. But um, with that said, look, we got we got a couple more games. It's November. Everybody knows what else happens in November. Right, Joe? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's great. But what else happens right around the time of Thanksgiving, actually? What else happens in November? College basketball. Usually it's early. College earlier. basketball. Normally college basketball is going on right now. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, thanks a lot for that. Okay? So um, we got college basketball coming up. We're going to do a preview show with James. James has got some, you know, He's got some. He's got a good brain when it comes to basketball. Yeah, so, and you know what? I was going to say something, but I'm not even going to say it. Say it. You have to now. No, no I the don't. Sh- no. Yes. Then okay. Then you got to knock on wood so we don't jinx it. No. But don't, gonna- don't. No. We all know where you're going. Don't go yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we will see. We will see. And I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Something to look forward to. Look, we got what we got right now. Okay. So we're just going to watch the games, bitch and moan about it, and come here so, and, and, and uh, bitch and moan about sometimes, it. Sometimes there's just not a better option. There's not. And we just got to so, trust that coach is making the right decisions. Right. And we'll, we'll do some buy, sell, or holds to create some conversation and have some fun. So that is it. Yes, sir. That is it. All right. Um, thank you to betonline.ag. Thank you, manscaped.com. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.